What's going on, kings and queens? Another episode of Live to Be Remember podcast. Got the squad with me. How you feeling, fellas? How you feeling? What's happening? What's the deal? So, uh, how, how's everybody doing as far as Christmas, man? Everybody get their shopping done and stuff? Man, I'm still shopping. Yeah, mine's out the way, man. Smart. Yeah, it's, it's, way, it's, man. it's a wrap for me. Uh, you ain't got nothing by now, you ain't getting nothing. <laughs> Amazon Prime ain't work out too good for you, boy. <laughs> Shoot. Amazon Prime ain't work out. But hey, make sure for holidays, you know, you go ahead and get your sticker. You know what I'm saying? Wow. Look yeah. at my man with the logo sticker, yo. Hey, man. He I know Corbin said so. I'm surprised you ain't got your car wrapped yet with your hey, logo. Hey, man, man, look. Yo, that's coming. Hey, don't put it past me. Hey, man. You know he asked for that for Christmas. He probably got Willie Air Fresheners, too. That hang nah, man. Air. Nah, <laughs> not yet. Not yet. They coming, though. They coming to the store near you. <laughs> hey, collard green and mac and cheese. Hey, man. Yeah. Yeah, for real. Hey, hey, yeah, so uh, what's good, Willie? Got to talk about it. Yes, bro. I do got to talk about it. I'm glad you asked. I've been holding out on this, man. I think a lot of people, but you know, if you're watching this, don't despise small beginnings. But why we don't eat this piece of the bread? <laughs> <laughs> he laughing because he don't eat it. Why you don't eat this piece, bro? Go ahead. Let me hear. It. Why you don't eat it, bro? I thought we did just talk about it before. No, we did not. Yeah, we did because Will said he skipped through all the butt pieces to go. Well, down here you go. I had, I had to, I had to get a visual. I, I saved okay. it just for this reason. <laughs> like, do you know in a loaf of bread, there's only you can make eleven sandwiches with one loaf. Oh, um, that you broke it down to a science, G. I'm telling you, man. I've been homeless. I've been popo. Hmm. Hmm. Listen, I'm gonna but guess you what? I when I was po, I had to eat, I had to eat this. I won't eat it now, though. You know, I, I did upgrade in my life. Man, you just answered your own question right there. Yeah. Well, there I mean, I, <laughs> but I'm just saying, even though you know upgraded, you know, the, the rich people, how they stay rich is they don't, you know, Warren Buffett, they got the still, you know, the, the classic boy. They ain't out there buying the, the Aston Martins and, you know. But That's I mean, I'm pretty sure he ain't buying no Wonder Bread either, though. Listen, they eat croissants or they eat a, mm. a bruschetta. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? There That's you what go. they eat. So we got to upgrade, man. The butt bread, we ain't, we ain't on people no more, man. You look, listen, gotcha. we can't stay where we once was. You know what mm. I'm saying? We got to level up. Mm. And I can't, me personally, I don't eat the butt bread. Hey, I've been throwing half a loaf away as we speak. <laughs> Get rid of that joint. Like, I don't need that. You know what I'm saying? I'm about to go. Because I was thinking about it, man. Like, where you eat, tells it tells so much about you. You know what I'm saying? We get mad about... Taco Bell not doing our meals right on McDonald's and all that. Look at the quality of the place you're going to. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? So you can't point the finger at the the the. I always tell my daughter this. I said, "Well, look at the level of intelligence Jesus of people that work in this place." <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm like, "What you eat at tells a lot about you." So I feel like you know eating at Perry Steakhouse, hundred dollar hundred dollar uh, steaks. That's mm -hmm. where I'm at. But hey, Corey, let's be honest service. though. Sometimes you got to go in the hood and get that greasy bag with the, you know what I'm saying, the curly fries <laughs> with the, you know, back in when you, just, not all the time, just occasionally. You like, you know what I'm saying? Just to just to remind yeah, you, you, like, you got to remind yeah, yourself of the roof. I still got to go back to the roof, Chris. Yeah, you got to go back, but I ain't got to yeah. stay there. That's true. That's Man, true. look, I'm not above eating it. The ass end of the bread, we call it the butt, <laughs> you know, whatever you call it, too. Man, you know, I'm a beginner's, bro, you know. For me personally, 
man, I, man, I mean, I still eat the butter the bread, bro. So, I mean, and that has nothing to do with my socioeconomic status or anything like that. I just, me personally, you know, I don't really get caught up, <clears throat> caught up in, you know, stuff like that. I mean, if it's, if it's bread, look, if it's bread, it's bread, bro. So, you know, I'm gonna eat. I'm hungry. It tastes different though, because I grew it up. It definitely like, tastes different. It like, de I, I, I eat the crust for a while. And then after a while, like my kids don't even know that I just seen them doing it. I'm like, why don't I eat the crust? I'm like, oh, wait a minute. I ain't eat the crust for a minute. <laughs> you know. Hey, I, I guess I, I guess we figured out the whole butt butt bread piece of it. It you know tastes different though. It, it really do taste. It got it, it taste, bro. It tastes really different. Like. I don't know, man. It, it probably really impacted you, Willie, because you really, uh, yeah, yeah, you know, you know, man. Because like, like, it's just, you know, like through my, I mean, just, just like you know, what I'm saying through my hey. talk about it, I was just like, I know I ain't the only person who don't don't eat this piece. My man been traumatized by the butt bread. Hey, man, hey. listen, you know, if you need somebody to talk to, man, hit my line after the live, bro. I got you, bro. I got you. Put your hey, how, put many, your, how many how many slices down in, there. Uh, how many slices in that loaf? You said. 11 sandwiches. I don't know slices? how many slices it is. I just know you can make 11 sandwiches. Hey, because I don't know if you can double that because you can fold one in a half. Shit. Ah, <laughs> hey, right. hey, you got to do what you got. Sometimes you got to do what you got to do. Hey, okay. Boy. Make a peanut butter jelly sandwich, fold that boy on one piece of bread. You good to go. Man. man. What's up, Will? What's up, Will? You ready? Man, I, I, I'm ready, man. I'm just trying to get over the damn butt bread. But anyway, <laughs> uh, so yeah, man, uh, as everybody can see, thank you all for tuning in. We appreciate y'all on this beautiful day. Um, always, an uh, always another beautiful day when you're alive, man. So I just don't take it for granted. Um, but as y'all see, man, the truth about marriage. Mm. All right, man. Um, and here's the thing, right? Uh Going back to, you know, what they were talking about with the fast food restaurant and stuff. Some of us are so quick in a rush to get married and wonder why our marriage is not healthy. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. so, so now you have a Taco Bell marriage versus mm -hmm. having a steakhouse marriage. You feel me? Uh, you're, rushing, you're rushing a process that you're not ready for because you're so busy watching everybody else do it. Right? So... The goal for you is not to just get a ring, a wedding, or a reception. The goal is to be faithful to the vow that you committed, right? And the vow is key. And most people cannot stay consistently uh, connected to the vow because they get into it and they've been taught the good side of marriage, but never taught the truth of marriage, which is why, you know, we have, you know, uh, three other different perspectives because this is key. This is major. Um, if you're looking to get married, and you just looking to get married because of a ring, wedding, or reception, whatever that may be for you, you already failed. Already failed, right? The ultimate Thanks. goal is not to get married, it's to stay married, mm. right? And nobody ever talks about you're going to argue. Nobody ever talks about the fact that there's going to be times where you're going to disagree with each other, may not like each other, right? There's going to be times where you're going to deal with things, right? There's going to be times where she's trying to tell you how she feels, and you take it personal or you tell her how you feel and, and you know she takes it personal but nobody ever talks about how you actually come to the table and you put those differences aside and you say you know what you don't like when i smack at the table i don't see it as you trying to control me i just see it as something that's annoying to you so how can i better fix that, right and i think that nobody talk i I'm, I, I never really hear anybody really talk about the bad side marriage it's always the good always the good you know the wedding dress and all this, the quinceanera, 
all this bull crap. <laughs> you feel me? But mm-hmm. like, let's get to the truth about it, right? Marriages fail because people are not educated about it. Yeah, um, man, I'm engaged, so I'm not married, but we, we've been engaged. Ooh, for, for don't do it. Don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. Man, you know, Mary, I can see, I, I do agree with you. I think a lot of people, um, Man, you know, a lot of people give their two cents on things and they say stuff like it's hard work, you know, but they never go into detail on what that hard work is. So um, and I and I can kind of understand that because in order to go into detail, you have to be very open and vulnerable to give those specific details about your present situation, what you've experienced. Um, It's just um, and everybody's situation is a little bit different. Uh, I have a lot of brothers around me that have been married and uh, I'm currently going through the process of, you know, working towards that. Um, and I was telling my friend the other day that, you know, when you're a kid, that your image or what you thought marriage was, what your life would be per se, it's not as bad as it can be. I don't know the best way to put it. It's not as bad as it could, it, it, it can be, but it's, not as great as you thought it would be, if that makes any sense, as it relates to uh, relationships and how smooth selling things should be. And you just envision yourself in this position without the work. And that's one of the main things, even uh, some of the uh, counselors that that I've seen as it relates to doing the work, most people don't understand that you have to do the work on yourself before you can even bring something to the table in a marriage, if that makes any sense. So that's one of the main things I would like, you know, people to understand. You have to do the work on yourself, especially conflict resolution, because the way you resolve a conflict will determine the trajectory of your relationship is really important because the way that I used to resolve conflict was terrible. Mm. I was terrible. I mean, if I got mad, I'm screaming and cursing and I'm still working on that. Just being honest, I'm still working on that to this day to try to manage the way that I communicate when I'm angry. And that's part of the, and if it causes your your spouse to shut down or your significant other to shut down, that's a recipe for like what you were saying, divorce and and separation. So, um, you know, I I don't know, man, it is, but it's definitely worth it. It's definitely worth it because you're, 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 the other person that you're with, if they're the right person, they should create a uh, a want in you to be better, you know? And hopefully we do that for, you know, the other person and then we can grow together because nobody's perfect, man. Nobody's perfect. Uh, some of the, you know, from the background that I have, man, conflict resolution was, I that those two words, I had no idea what conflict resolution was. It was terrible. So I'm having to just, you know, completely being an open book and resolving issues within marriage, engagements, long-term relationships, however you want to term it. Man, I had to do a lot of work, man, because I, I didn't see it. I didn't see it growing up. You know what I mean? So. Yeah, that's good, bro. I, I think, <clears throat> I don't think, you know, say being, being married myself and um, you really have to come to truth, like you said, with yourself to know it does take a lot of work to work on you. But sometimes we feel so obligated 
that we don't allow other people in that space of vulnerability because we just feel like this my trauma, this mine, I'm gonna work on it myself, even though I'm supposed to, right. but not open the gate to say, hey, I struggle with this. I don't wanna give you my burden, mm -hmm. but it's, if iron sharpens iron, I need to be able to come to you because the truth of the matter is no one ever explains to you what that verse really means. Like iron sharpens iron, meaning like I need to come to you as a man and you help me with myself because we understand each other. Mm -hmm. I can't go to a woman and she sharpen me. Mm -hmm. She doesn't, like a woman can't sharpen a man. Right. Like I'm just being real. Like she can't sharpen him, but what she can do is she can make sure he know where to go to make sure that he's sharpened. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And when, so that's why, because she'll tell you, I mean, as you start, you start, your wife gonna be like, yep, that's a friend I like you to hang around. Oh, yep, I don't like him too much. You see what I'm saying? But she not gonna, like, it's amazing. And this, and you probably experienced this, <laughs> I know we'll have. My wife would tell me something or she would say something. I know for the women, I'm, I'm giving y'all, y'all kudos. She would say something and then I can go to Will, come to you and then be like, you will say the same thing she said, but I would listen to you and be yeah. like, that's a good idea. <laughs> that's a good idea. I come back and tell her, like she never said it. She'd be like, I, mm, I'm gonna let you have that one. You right, you right, honey. Like, cause, cause she understands it's not, it's not an ego thing. It's just, it's, it's an iron shopping iron thing. It's just like, for example, when these women go shopping, you will, you will never find a man going into a store and be like, hey bro, this look good on me. I'm, how, how, hey, hey, Will, this, this great bro. <laughs> You ain't gonna never find that. But a woman don't even know what she'll come up to her. She'll be like, hey, how does look? How does bro look? How, how does lingerie look? They do that because they, they sharpen each other. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? So it's, I didn't see, I, got, I always tell people this. I didn't see my dad, you know, raise four girls. He did it completely wrong. Am I doing it right? I don't know. I'm doing the best of what I know how to do because I didn't see what it was like. So yes, like just the other day, my daughter broke me down because I was wrong and I, I kid you not, like I was fighting myself to be right because I was the parent and I was wrong. Mm -hmm. Like my wife, she talked to me, she was just like, um, you took away her, her turn to go to, to shower because I told her she can go in that shower, but her sister took her spot and you told her she couldn't go. And my daughter was just bawling. And I was like, dang. Like in that moment, I wanted to just go back and forth with him. Like, nah, I said she need to go in this shower because the, the truth of the matter is they both need showers. Like that was my logic. You know, we, we logical thinkers. But then I came back and I was like, you know what? I came to her, I said, Joy, I said, daddy, sorry. Hmm. I was like, you know, I, I took away the fact that you were supposed to go do that. And then she looked at me, she was like, and gave me a hug. Like she gave me a hug and I was just like, wow, like that moment did something to me to let me know that in my marriage my daughter is going to take that moment because mm -hmm. yeah. it's not what we say it's the moments yeah so that's what that's the things like I can tell you yeah man it's gonna be a hard time it's gonna do that but let me come to you with moments you're gonna be like man I remember when Will got mad he did this mm -hmm. he operated this way so it's it's not about what I what I explained to you it's the moments that I say, hey, marriage is like a roller coaster ride. Like you see the ride is long. You wait in, and you go to the ride. And once you get locked in, 
and it started clinking up and you you can see the dips you can see you can see all that but the one thing you cannot do once it gets going you can't take it off mm-hmm. like you can but guess what you're doing you're committing suicide mm-hmm. i'm not saying that you can't get a divorce because there's reasons that you can but the people that do get a divorce it takes something from them and it's a reason why it's a reason why so i just encourage man to really i think the main thing in a marriage that people just don't tell you besides it's gonna take work that it takes a lot of grace Mm. i mean grace is giving something to someone when you know they don't deserve it it, yeah i mean you know i mean bro like you know like i know there are times my wife be like he was right i just cussed him out i had no reason i was just tired i know she'd be like "Mm." and i come back I cook, make sure the kid, and she be like, all right. Like, you know, cause she knows she don't deserve it. And she'll come to me and be like, mm, she like, cause I know her love language. So she won't come in the way that meets my love language, mm-hmm. but I know what she's doing. I'm like, yeah, okay, you sorry. <laughs> but, but, look, but it, but it, take, some of the, it takes grace. Some of the things that you're saying, man, you can tell that you've done the work on yourself. I, bro, I, I had, and, yeah. and, and, and they think about it. I had to, while we was married. Yeah, for sure. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. there was times where like, she's upstairs and I'm living downstairs and we working on it. Not talking. I understand. <laughs> <laughs> Not talking like, but like weeks. Yeah. Yeah. But, but, but we, so we made it though. And that's why like, I, I I'm, I'm glad I have my brothers that I can come to. I can call Corey and be like, Hey bro, like I'm dealing with something because I, I can't, I can emotionally attach myself to them to where I know they're going to give it to me straight. He's not going to tell me, yeah, bro, you right. You know, you, you the man of the house. You're like, nah, bro, you, you, you wrong. Like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Or, or if I ain't, if I'm not wrong, he knows the way to maneuver to say, Hey, look at it this way. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So that's why I love Corey, man. One of the reasons I got so many reasons. Yeah, man. That's that's true, bro. That's definitely that's definitely true. It's definitely a lot of work for sure. Let me jump in this thing. I think I've been married the longest on here. Uh, <laughs> I've been with my girl since two thousand. We've been 19, married. We 19, got married eighty three. Like eighty three. Listen, yo, we got married in two thousand seven, man. And one thing I can say about marriage is this: what I had to avoid was everybody's impose biased opinions uh, of what they thought marriage was based on their experience. Because anybody can share with you what marriage is, but it's gonna come from a biased place because it's what they know to be true about marriage, right? So that's one thing I had to escape. And secondly, I'm not gonna say marriage, it's, either, it's not hard nor is it easy. I think there's a balance that we gotta find in marriage, right? Because there are some days my wife and I will bang it out. It's like, you're getting on my nerves, you're pissing me off, you go over there, let me go over here, right? Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of that comes from the lack of understanding of who we are in our past. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of these things are not talked about, right? A lot of times when you have issues in marriage, it's one traumatic experience clashing with another traumatic experience. It's two young people that are coming together that never dealt with things from their past and they meet as adults and then they get into these qualms, right? There's some things that I grew up seeing, things I grew up doing, 
and just the way my upbringing was that my wife don't necessarily agree with. And it's the same thing on her end. So when those things meet, we clash. And we're like, we're beefing about something that's outside of both of our control, but we, can, we need to get a fix. How do we do that? By communicating. I'm gonna tell you right now, there's been a couple of times where I said I want a divorce. No cap, like I'm out. Like I don't have to put up with this. Um, because if you can't meet me halfway or I gotta continue to change for you, then I'm not the person you need to be with. And sometimes, man, your spouse can, they can request and expect so much from you far as change where you have to physically change your DNA and you know that's impossible. Mm. So I shouldn't be the only one changing. If I say, I need you to meet me halfway, meet me halfway, right? Uh, but marriage, man, is what you make it. It's really about that communication piece. It's really, I like what Love Lady said. He said, you got to really work on yourself because you're not going to work on yourself outside of marriage. Mm -hmm. You got to work on yourself in the midst of the storm because it's those things that lie dormant that you don't know that's there yeah. in your marriage. It comes up and that's when you got to learn to work on yourself. Yeah. It's kind of like everything is good. When everything is good, you don't pray to God. You pray to God when things are going bad, right? But in these marriage situations, this is a good time to practice those skills that you learn or that you're working on to see if you really are mastering these things. Mm -hmm. So marriage can be tough. Marriage can be a lot of fun. I think if you're not ready for marriage, don't get into it. Don't, don't, let, don't let the church push you into marriage. The church is big on push, pushing people into marriage. Oh, you're going to go to hell. You're shacking <laughs> up. You're doing this and that. Man, listen, I was standing at my mama's wedding. Don't talk to me about being married before I have sex and some of your kids were standing in your, your wedding. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, come on, man. So I, I really feel like it's about the communication piece. It's about understanding one another. And it's about being dedicated and willing to do the work. That's, that's what I would say. I can't tell you it's bad or it's good. Everybody's going to experience marriage differently. Yeah. And I know my experiences. And I can only talk to you from my experiences. So that's what I would say. Oh, so that's how you feel. You just leave and then come back and okay. Well, you know, I'm I'm, that's, I'm, that's I'm, I'm talking y'all. I'm on the Les Brown thing, so I'm trying to go back and forth. I, I want to be where everybody's at right now. I got to be with my fellas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tell tell Les Brown that. Tell I said what's happening, man. Tell him put me on, man. Put me on, God thing. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so so going back to that man and everything that you were saying is fuego. I love this conversation and I think that the uh, people are feeling it too. Um, you know, and especially for me, man, what I, for me personally, what I had to do was stop being so comfortable. You know what I'm saying? Like mm -hmm. a lot of times we're in a marriage and mm -hmm. we don't want to try new things. You uh -oh. feel me? Like, Hey, you know, pause. Make, make sure you explain that, bro. Make sure you explain trying new things. Well, I mean, try new things, whether it's sex, like, I mean, we're all grown here, whether it's sex, whether it's, you know, uh, doing different types of activities, whatever it may be. Right. Like, yeah, let's be real. Like, you know, break it down, break it down. It needs to be different types of sex positions, different types of all kinds of stuff. It should be, it shouldn't be the same thing, right? Like, and I'm sorry for those who listen to Kurt Franklin why they have sex. I just don't do that. You feel me? I, Yo, I, that ain't happening. I'm not gonna listen to, to Never Would Have Made King. It. I'm you not know? gonna listen to Never Would Have Made It. Yeah. And this operation blow your never mind. <laughs> hey, all right. But I'm being real, right? Like it's I'm a the type of person, like you know, my, my wife was like, "Yo, I want to go hiking." I'm like, "I ain't going hiking. I ain't trying to get you know devoured by no bear." You feel me, Ken? Like I'm like, I ain't on that wave, right? Somebody gotta tell the story. That's what I realizing though, right? Like, stop being spontaneous, dog. Like if you always holding hands when these guys walk, put your hand on her shoulder, right? Like do something different. 
Like nobody wants to be in a match where you do the same thing over and over and over again. Right. And mm-hmm. also too, for me personally, right. Cause I, I, I think a lot of women try to do it where they start putting this thing where it's like, well, I wish you would do that. Yeah. Or I mm-hmm. wish you would do that. Or how come you can't put no rose petals? Well, maybe that person grew up with a romantic family. Hmm. I didn't grow up with a romantic family, so I don't know how to. I can learn how to. Well, how come you don't cook? Well, maybe because I never had to cook. Yeah. But guess what? These things are opportunities as learning objectives for me to become a better husband. I don't want to be, you know, this husband that's just one dimensional. I want to be the husband that's good in every area as best as I can be for me and my marriage, right? And one of the biggest things that I've learned, Willie, and I'm pretty sure you can uh, contest to this, fam, is that I learned a while back, man, is like, stop trying to win an argument all the time. Mm. Stop it. Like, at the end of the day, you still got to lay down with each other, whether you live in the couch, as best as you're going to come back together. One thing I learned, Willie, was for me personally, I'd rather lose an argument than lose my marriage. Mm. Yeah. That's the biggest thing for me. Like, at the end of the day, it doesn't matter who's right. Like, let's get to the solution. Okay, I'm sorry. I got the wrong eggs from the store. Now I know next time you want organic eggs. Okay, like, okay. I know you want me to clean the car on Fridays, right? Like, stop trying to be right and actually just sit there and say, what is it that I can do Hmm. that can make me better as a husband or you better as a wife and make this marriage cohesive together? That's one thing I've learned too, bro. Like I've learned to to really like sit on my hands. Like I'm I'm still working on that. Like some days I get so frustrated because I'm I'm trying, like you said, I'm trying to be spontaneous and do different things. And it's just like when I feel like I'm doing different things, it's like it's not good enough. So what I had to do, I, I take a moment and I really, bro, I be like, I sit on my hands. So I can't cover my mouth. And that forces me to not speak. And I would ask her, I was like, hey, what can I do? Or how can I get better in what you need me? Like, you know what I'm saying? And we'll have a conversation. And the toughest part, the toughest part, I'm, I'm speaking for people that's getting ready to get married and are married. You're going to have to do this. The toughest part is to ask your spouse that or your significant other and not respond in your head and really listen to what they're saying. Sometimes I've been in a situation where she's talking and I'm already like breaking down what I'm about to say as soon as she get done. Mm. I'm talking about she ain't even done. I'm ready to just like, mm, boom, 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 boom. And I ain't hear nothing she said. You going for the win. <laughs> I, I, I mean, I, because it's like, yeah. it's, it's it's the thing that's, that is, it's not in me. It's just this thing that is just like, that's who I, you know, trained myself to be because I always felt like when somebody gave me criticism, they was always, you know, attacking me. And it's not attacking. It's just like, hey, like, listen to what I'm saying. And in the course of time, it's like, no, she's just not used to seeing somebody do it consistently. You know, I'm, she learned from her first marriage, it wasn't, it wasn't consistent. So now I'm doing things consistent. It's like, oh, shoot, like the tables have turned, like, I don't have to worry about, you know, cooking because he cooks. I don't have to worry about cleaning the car because, you know, she paid a car note. Like, you know, I said, my wife, the breadwinner. So it's just like, if she paid a mortgage, I'm gonna clean the house. If hey, she- stop, 
no, let's be real. Hey, right? being real, bro. No, but but that, leave that right there because that's heavy, right? And mm. I want you to go right back to. That. I'm gonna let you right back in, right? Because this is the problem with society today. Mm. Society, based on social media, paints this picture to where the man needs to carry the load. Mm. Although technically the man is the provider, right? But I feel like a lot of queens lose their blessing because it doesn't come the way that they want it. Mm. Follow me, right? So guess what? He may not have six figures, but he probably treats you right. Right. You end up being with the dude who has six figures and beats you up every single day. Yeah. Because you've come so comfortable with having his money that you don't know how to generate money. Now, when it's time to leave, you have nowhere to go. Yeah. You feel me? So Willie, go go to that, bro, and, and talk to the people because I feel that there's a lot of brothers who may listen to this. Yeah. And there's also some queens that's probably like, you know, yeah, you know, I really want to be with this person, but they don't have exactly what I'm looking for. Right? Talk to that, bro. Yeah. So I would say what you're looking for at the end of the day is your values. Like, what do you value? Not what you expect. Not what you like. What is your value? And your value is something that, listen, if you attacking somebody and your value is that you love money, you can't be trying to like meet someone who loves family because they, they gonna be like, look, they looking at you like you grinding, you got your businesses and they trying to be with you. And then they gonna attack you. They're gonna be like, well, why are you working at your job so hard? Why are you doing this? Are you, you leaving the family because they, your values is different. different yeah. You see what I'm saying? Like your values are different. Like me and my wife, we value some of the same things and the things that we value that takes, that takes Trump over what it is. So like she values family. I value family. So the fact that she makes more than me, we care less about that because we value family. So it's just like the fact that she makes more, I understand in my mind, I had to put my pride and my ego aside. And a lot of men won't do that. Like I'm being real. Like I had to really drop my pride and my ego because I had to really sit down and ask my wife like, hey, what was your expectation when you got married? Cause you got married already. This your second, this your second time. This is my first time. So I had an expectation was you was gonna go to, like I was gonna take care of you. And it's funny, like how I'm gonna do that when you already got a career? You was already $80,000 in. And I just graduated college. So my thing was, I, I had to, I had to, I met with a lot of men that were saying, bro, I would love to do what you was doing. And then I had one guy say, look at what you're doing. Look at the women that you was talking to before you got married and how many of them had daddy issues. I was like, Phew. I was like, here I am raising four girls and I got an opportunity to be in their life and set the foundation because I know the girls that I could have got over on didn't have daddies. So if I'm, if I'm installing that now and I switch the role of what society is saying, because it's like, I get to raise my girls and watch them because as they grow up, guess what they're going to look for? They're going to, they value is going to be, I need to find somebody who's willing to work. I need to find somebody who's willing to sacrifice, who's willing to give me grace when I know I don't deserve it. That's, that's willing to do things that I've seen my daddy do for his family, not for just himself, for his family. I need somebody that's gonna pray. I need somebody that's gonna like be vulnerable and talk about not just the, the good things of who they are. Like, give me the dirt. Like my daughter came to me the other day. She was like, Dad, I thought you going to jail was only a family secret. I said, no, baby, no, that's not a family secret. I said, it's out there. 
And I was honest about it. And she was just like, I love you, daddy. And gave me a hug. I'm like, see, like, that is that moment. Like, my daughter is going to look for those values that, not that I created, but I set the standard. Because let's be real, a lot of people get married and don't have standards. Mm. Like they don't have standards. They they go back to uh, they go back to coming to America. What do you like? Whatever you like. Whoop whoop whoop. Like no. Like <laughs> like <laughs> like no. What it, what is it that you like? Because what happens is you get upset if I take you somewhere and you be like, well, I don't even eat calamari. But I asked you what you like to do, and you never said nothing. Mm. Because you didn't. Once again, what do you value? Yep. That's yep. what it comes down to. Like he about to get engaged. What does what does your wife value that you know you value and be like, yep, I want to be with her. This is what I'm gonna say. I'm gonna ask her because she values something. Jump in there, Ken. What you got, man? See you right oh, man. <clears throat> man, I'm taking all of this in. A lot of you know, you brothers are way ahead of me as far as um as far as marriage is concerned. I I'm taking all the uh, all the information in. Um and like some like like what you guys were saying, I I'm learning on the fly as well because like Corey kind of hit on you know, a lot of things lie dormant until, until something happens. And you're like, hold on, wait, I feel this way about, oh, no, nah, I'm not feeling that. And you didn't know that you had an issue with it until it happened. And now that's when, like I was saying earlier, the conflict resolution kicks in. How do we resolve this friction that was created that I wasn't aware of, these issues that I had that I was not aware of? How do I resolve that? And do I resolve it in a healthy way? Um, one of the things uh, Will was hitting on, you know, with his daughters, man, that's super important. That's super important because one of the things I was saying earlier was like, I don't, I don't have the visual. I don't have the moment, right? Like, like Will was saying, the moment that I can rely on in a situation. Now I may not have the experience, right? I may not have been through it, but I, as, as a kid, if you have both your parents and they're both healthy, they should give you those moments so that when you go through something, you know, well, hey, you know what, dad, when it, when this happened to dad, when this happened to mom, this is what this is what happened. So you fake it, right? You fake you. Hey, well, I'll just do that until you get your training wheels off. And then hopefully what you're faking is something healthy initially. And then you can kind of get into your own groove. And that's one of the things that uh, I think Corey hit on it, you know. I can't tell you how to have the best relationship for you because that's a, that's such a journey and that's such a, um, a very vulnerable place to be. And a lot of people legit, I hope er is a lot of people are not honest with themselves about who they are, what they have issues with. They uh, go to sleep at night with demons and wake up and go back to work and don't focus on those demons and hit the ground running and then come back and go back to sleep and lay on those demons again. And you know what I mean? So it, it takes a lot of work that you have to do on yourself and big respect to uh, brother Will because societally speaking, you know, men catch a lot of flack for not being the provider of the household. Do you know how much work it takes to know, Hey, you know what? That's not my role as a man in this society to I say, did, bro. To, I, you know what? I'm not the breadwinner. You talk about grace. You talking about being humble. You talking about moving your ego, man, moving your ego out of the way and letting your wife be the breadwinner. 
and what that takes and constant pressure from society on what a man should be, what it looks like, how you should carry yourself, you know, what to say, how to dress, all of these things. It's a lot of societal pressures. So big respect for that because he was able to do the work on himself and be honest in spite of it going completely against societal norms. A lot of people don't do that. So a big respect for that. Big respect for that. Get in there, Corey. What you got, man? I'm gonna follow up after you. Go ahead, man. No, I really, I love what everybody's saying. And I also believe that one of the biggest issues that we face is we do allow societal norms shape what we do in our marriage. Come on, God. And there's a lot of gender norms that have to be broken, right? Men can be the breadwinner. Men can, but men can also learn how to be domesticated as well. Mm. And what I mean by domesticated is do the dishes, fold clothes, cook dinner, do those things. And I know a lot of our partners sometimes, oh man, you handpicked, you doing this and that, your woman running you. Dog, one, you ain't in no relationship. Two, that's why you can't stay in a relationship because you don't, you, you won't get outside of yourself. Your ego kills your opportunity for finding real love. Mm, mm, you know what I'm saying? Hey, hey so, say it again. <laughs> <laughs> no, your, 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 again. Pride, your pride, your pride and your ego really sabotages your opportunity to find true love, right? Mm. Because you can be with the person that you feel like is for you and she can ask or request certain things from you. And you're like, oh, I don't do that. That's not what I do. Yeah. Listen, man, I don't care what you was brought up seeing, how you saw it, be the person that you never got the opportunity to see. Yep. Become that person. I didn't grow up seeing my mother be loved the right way by men. I never saw a successful marriage. That's mm. why I, before I got married, I told my wife, I'm going to be a bachelor for the rest of my life because every marriage that I saw failed. And that was my narrative. I allowed the failed relationships of other people become my truth and my narrative about what mm. I was going to be in a marriage or if I even wanted to get married. Mm. Then I had to realize, Corey, there's a lot of great qualities about you. And listen, if you have to explain your value to someone, you already don't know your worth. Mm. So you got to come into this thing knowing who you are, whose you are, and then you can apply what it is that you've learned over your, over, over your course of your life into your marriage and say, this is what I'm going to do, regardless of what society say I should be doing, regardless of what my partners think I should be doing. A happy home is a, 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 everybody's life is great, right? And so I feel like me personally, I wash clothes, I fold clothes, I cook dinner. I make sure my house is clean from top to bottom all, all the time. That's not stuff my wife have to touch. I think sometimes as men, and I'll speak for myself, we have to give our women choices, mm. right? Today, babe, you know what? I got you. But if you choose to do it, you know what I'm saying? That's on you. But you ain't got to cook today. That's you ain't got to wash clothes today. Give them choices and options sometimes. Yeah. Because then what happens is they went to work all day. Then you get off. You kicking it. Then when it comes time to that lovey-dovey, that intimacy that you want to have, they ain't feeling you because you ain't put in no work. Uh oh. You know what I'm saying? It's more than just going to a uh -oh. nine to five. Work requires, you know, that, that stuff should tri trickle into the household too. You can work an eight-hour, nine-hour shift with your boss, but you can't do what your wife tell you to do. Mm. You can't put in work. And, oh, babe, can you wash the dishes? What you mean wash the dishes? Like, she ain't stutter, dog. If you don't want to do it by hand, put them in a dishwasher, my G, mm. if you got one. But I'm just saying, man, like, I feel like men can learn to be more domesticated. That's not the role of a woman. 
we have to break these gender norms that have been set in place. Yeah. Oh, the men does this and the women do that. No, if I'm better at it than my wife, I'm going to do it. Yeah. Because what happens is, if it's not done the way I would like for it to be done, then we're going to have a problem. Yes. So won't me just, won't I just do it myself? Yeah. 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 And so that's how I move, man. And listen, I ain't telling nobody to move like me. Maybe I am, you know, whipped or whatever. You can call it what you want. No, I respect women. I love it. Nah, nah, I'm messing with you, listen, bro. <laughs> I, I, I respect. I respect women. I saw what my. I saw the hell my mama had to go through. Yeah. And I'm like, I refuse to repeat the cycle and be a deadbeat and a sorry man because yeah. that's what I seen and that's what I knew. Come on. I'm going to become what I never got an opportunity to see. I'm going to create it and break the norm. Mm. Sir. Yes, sir. Uh, one of the things that I'm hearing you say, bro, is uh, flexibility. Mm. You got Absolutely. To, you have to be flexible. And then, uh, William, you hit on it too, you know, not being one dimensional. Y'all all kind of hitting on the same, some of the similar, like very similar principles, you know, be flexible, be open, be vulnerable. That's for me, that as a man, that's a hard thing for me to be vulnerable because we were trained. Hey, you, you, you felt, hey, you better not cry. You mm -hmm. better not cry. And, mm -hmm. and tell me that's not an issue for every man in a relationship that you were taught to turn your emotions off. And now you with somebody for life or you with somebody that you want to be with for life. Mm -hmm. And now you got to turn the emotions back on. Mm -hmm. So yo, so I'm, I'm 34. So my emotions have been laying dormant for 34 years. Wow. You know, you, you see what I'm saying? And now I'm in a relationship that's requiring me to turn it back on. I have a one and a half year old son. You know what I mean? So it, it's, it, it, but man, this is, this is good stuff, man. It's very important, man, to be flexible. The, the societal norms, man, this is great because the old school way was, hey man, the man's a breadwinner, the provider, your mom will, talk to you if, if your feelings are hurt. I'm finna sit in this chair and uh, go bring me something. Hey, hand me the remote. Yeah. That, you know you know what I mean? That, that was it. That yeah. was it. So, you know. Yeah, I told, literally, man, uh, I told my wife today, man, as I was in the living room, man, with her, man, I was like, Yo, I think I'm gonna cry at Christmas. The reason why I call Ian Willie, cause last year's Christmas was Basuda. I didn't have mm -hmm. money to pay for nothing for my kids, bro. And I was working, mm -hmm. you feel me? And I was still running a business. I didn't have it, right? Yeah. And it's just the fact to be able to be in a position to see my daughter and my sons get whatever it is that they want for Christmas. You feel me? Now, I know it ain't about gifts, but it's about creating memories. Man, so for it. me, I no longer see it as spending money. It's like, yo, if my wife wants a pair of shoes, it's not, a me it's not money. It's a memory because she going to wear it with an outfit and she... Who knows? We probably go out with it, right? But for me, man, like, I'm not afraid to cry, mm -hmm. right? Because we've been taught, you know, don't cry. You're not supposed to cry. When in actuality, you feel 10 times better once you let it out. Instead of compressing those issues and those emotions, right? So when you let it out, you feel better. So, you know, to be able to be in a position to be like, yo, like, because for, for, I'm going to be honest with you. Corey and Willie would tell me, like, yo, I got to learn how to cook from y'all. Because I ain't the best cook in the world. <laughs> but guess what? Yeah. I got two brothers who cook yeah. and I can learn from them. Right. So I'm always trying to look and level up my game. I don't want to be the one dimensional husband who just makes money. Any man can make money. That's not no. deep enough. No, I, no, that's not true. But go ahead. 
Uh-oh. Uh-oh. No, no, it's true. Anybody can make money. It's easy. Money's easy. No, it's, hey, but, you, nah. it's easy. Let me put it this way. It's easy if you can execute. If you lazy, you ain't gonna make nothing. Let's yeah, put it yeah. that way. Yeah. I'm just being, I'm just being honest. Yeah. If you, uh, lazy, you, if you have a gift though, if the, the only the only pushback, and it's respectfully, nothing but respect for sure. But when it comes to making money, everybody doesn't have it. And it's not about men or women. The and and one of the things will because I used to say the same thing you said. And I didn't realize I had a gift. So you you have a gift, and yeah, it's easy. And and sometimes, look, sometimes it can it can come off a certain way if you say anybody can make money, because to some people, it's legitimately very very difficult because they may not have the gift. So you looking at it like you, LeBron James, like, hey, just shoot the tough shot. Just shoot it. <laughs> just, that's all you got to do. Facts. You know what I mean? Yeah. Right. Absolutely right. Yeah, yeah. I, I get your point. Yeah. Yeah. So like like I was saying, man, like, you know, going with that, and that's good. I like that perspective too, man. Like, I appreciate that. I need that. But, you know, as far as like the marriage goes, man, it's just like really understanding, man. Like, you know, don't allow people to make you feel like, you know, old people with their old kind of ways making you feel mm-hmm. like, hey, this is the way marriage needs to be. Mm-hmm. You need to do X, Y, and Z. Because I'm going to be honest with you. What if somebody was shacking up and they got married? What's the issue? Because half the hey, people man, don't get don't get me started with that. I'm gonna let you finish. You know, I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna, you know <laughs> oh boy, hey, look, oh, boy. Hey, you sound <laughs> just like that was Kanye West. I'm gonna let yeah. you finish. I'm gonna let you finish. <laughs> this is what, but this is what I always say though, right? Just because somebody sins openly, don't judge them because you do it privately. Yeah, no different. You're yeah. still doing the same thing, just that nobody knows. You see what I'm saying? So we live in a world where people are so quick to try to judge people. And I'm like, wait a minute, like, you talking about this person doing it, but you doing it too. Mm. You yeah. feel me? So I just want to just basically say, you know, at the end of the day, man, like, you have to do like Corey and them were saying, you got to do what's best for your marriage, mm. period. Because people will try to force their marriage on you and tell you things that you need to do that you shouldn't even be doing. Man, can I, hey. uh, can I just be honest about something? Uh, not honest, but open. Um, so me and my fiance, we live together. We've been living together for years. Right. So when you talk about shacking up that, that that's hitting on me, you know, Mm. and I will say just being completely honest, there are some issues associated with moving in this way before we're married, because there, there's some authority in Mm. certain situations that I cannot use because i am not the husband mm. that makes any sense so come on bro you if in family there. if family intervenes or you know does certain things that i'm like no no we're not doing that what leverage do i have mm-hmm. to say we are not doing that if we are not married so i but i do understand where you were going with that as it relates to um you know don't you over there doing this and you're trying to tell me to do that. But, you know, and I understand that and, and I completely respect that. I understand that hundred percent, but I'm just speaking from my own and I can't say this for anybody, but myself Yeah, being honest, moving in this way has presented a lot of issues in, in that area 
of authority. Um, I mean, even taking hold of finances. Anytime you make a, it's like making a, it's it's like trying to run a company, but you're not the boss. Mm. So you 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 don't have a you don't have a title. You you're trying to move a certain way that you have in your mind that you know to be right, and that's been a major issue for me. That I know to be right, mm. but I don't have a I don't have a title. I don't have the the title to say, okay, hey, I'm the man of the house. I'm I'm the provider. I'm I'm the husband. This is the way it's gonna go. Not that I'm not saying that I'm not gonna hear you out, and yeah. we can come together and make a joint decision. But like for man, for example, if 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 we're going through something, and your family gives you money. I have a problem with that. I have a problem with that because we, if we're trying to resolve something and your family gives you money that undermines whatever it is that I'm trying to do, right? Mm. But it, but I don't have the title. I'm not the husband. So I can't, I can't leverage that and say, hey, this is my house. I'm the, I'm the husband. Hey, we're going to work this out because that's still their daughter. Yeah. That's still right, their granddaughter. That's still, you, you know what I mean? But, but you know, and I hear you, but this is what I want to say. People get caught up on titles. Regardless, if you have the title of husband or not, you're still the man of the house because biologically you are a man and it's your house. Secondly, even though you're not married and the family goes against what you say, they can do that regardless if you have a title or not. Right. Yeah, Having a title doesn't exempt them from being her family. You see what I'm saying? Right. So it's not even so much about having a title, although I know that's where you're headed. But at the same time, a title should not dictate the way you move. Yeah. Because she knew you what your fiance knew you wasn't a husband before she moved in with you. Mm-hmm. So at that at that point, she gave you a certain amount of authority to run a certain situation because if she didn't want that to happen, she wouldn't have moved in with you. Right. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So I don't want you to put all this weight on you like, well, I'm not the husband yet. I can't move like this and I can't move like that. Because a lot of people are going to have something to say whether you're married or you're not married, period. Right. That's just the way people move, right? But at the end of the day, as long as you know, I'm standing by my wife, I mean, my fiance, we're working towards that marriage piece. Because what most people will tell you, bro, you shouldn't be shacking up. You shouldn't be living together. Shacking up is not even a technical word in the Bible. It's something that's made up, mm-hmm. to be quite honest. Now, it does talk about fornicating. I'm not turning this into a religious debate either. At the end of the day, most people had sex before they got married. Point blank, period. Yeah. Now, if you ask me my personal opinion, well, you didn't ask me, so I ain't going to say nothing. <laughs> <laughs> but what I'm saying Another is, story. Another story. Another story. The social media is action. Another okay, story. Bro. Yeah, they action, bro. So just go ahead. I'm lying, bro. But just go ahead. <laughs> so what I would say is, what I would say is this. Having a title doesn't mean you can't still operate as a man. You still can't operate as the head of the household. Because you're a man by design. You're a father by choice. You're a husband by choice. But being a man is by design. Ain't nothing you can do about that. That's your role. That's who you are. You gain another title far as husband based on an act. All a husband is is an act that you take to say, I'm going to do this and this is how I'm going to move. Right? There are a lot of people who are married that shouldn't be married. Mm. Come on now. And giving advice. And giving advice on all these things. So, if some married for the wrong reasons. 
Some married for the wrong reason. But if you feel like, I would say this, if you feel like there's a conviction there, like, I'm wrong, I shouldn't be doing this. One, ask yourself, where's the conviction coming from? Is it coming from people? Or is it an internal innate conviction, uh, conviction yeah. that you have that you got to work out with God? And two, if it's not from him and it's from other people, then you got to put your blinders on and stay focused on what you're doing. All right? Because again, having a title, her parents will still give her money whether you're her husband or not because that's yep. going to always be their daughter. As far as their grandchildren, they can't have a grandchild or a granddaughter, whatever it is, without love lady uh, implanting the seed. So you're going to always have more say so over your child than any grandparent will because it's your seed. So it's just sometimes you got to get uncomfortable. And I'm going to be honest. Me being married, my in-laws done stuff that I wasn't happy about. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And I respect my in-laws and I respect my wife because those are her parents. And I love my in-laws with everything in me. I didn't say much. But there came a point in time, I'm like, this is my daughter. You don't understand? I understand that y'all are the grandparent, but this is my daughter, mine, mine, mm -hmm. right? So I'm going to raise her the way I'm going to raise her. And if y'all got a, a qualm with that, let's talk about that. But at the end of the day, I'm the man. It's still, I'm the man of my house because I pay the bills, not you. And that's how we're moving. So it's all perspective, man. And again, it boils down to that conviction. Is it people convicting you from the church or other people? Or is it like, no, internally, I'm battling with this, this fight, you know, of control. And I know I should be married. But where's that coming from? Or it's like, I'm working towards marriage. I'm not going to get in the rush to get married because I want to please the people around me, the yeah. church people. And then I'll be dying on the inside. No, don't do that. Yeah. Take yeah. your time. I didn't allow nobody to rush me into marriage. I ain't care if it was a church or nobody. Me and my girlfriend shacked up for seven years, and I loved every second of the seven. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, you know I would say, now, now listen, yeah, that's, I'm not that's, telling yeah. you that. I'm not telling y'all to do that. Yeah, I'm telling you, it worked out for you. Yeah. It worked out for me. It may not yeah. work out for everybody else, but I believe God put me and my wife together, and that's why I lasted the way it did. But at yeah. the end of the day, I had to put in work. So. That's what it is, man. For, for me, I was I would say, bro, just just listening to it is um. There's a conversation that needs to be had. I mean, I'm talking about a deep conversation between you and her, not her parents knowing about it, because sometimes we do that to where, you know, she probably tells her mom and dad about what y'all going through versus just coming to you. And I'm not saying she's doing this. I'm just saying right. this. No, it's um, I feel like a conversation like a real conversation, like, hey, like, state in what you just said. Like, this, you just said, I got a problem with this. Like, you need to go to her and not say it that way, but just in a way to where it's like, honey, like, let's talk. Like, I got a problem with, you know, I'm not saying you can't do it, but at least she knows to now say, okay, knowing he got a problem with it, let me and him talk about it first. Mm -hmm. And if we can't get a resolve, this is where I'm going. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Because that my thing about relationships and marriage is some nine times out of 10, there's a story. Like, remember how you said earlier, there's a song and a story mm -hmm. that is playing. I mean, it's on repeat. Yeah, for sure. It is on repeat, a certain verse, like it is on repeat, meaning that's why I said it's, it takes work. I had to work on myself. There was a story in my head with pride and ego that I kept playing. Mm -hmm. Like I kept playing, like, and then I seen it every day. I would see the money come into the account and it wasn't in my account. Like I know I didn't make this money. Mm -hmm. And I felt some kind of way when I wanted to go buy her something 
and it came from the same account, it's like, well, she just brought herself roses. Like, even though I went to go do it, but that didn't come from me working because I was at the house. I didn't, I wasn't, you see what I'm saying? Like, I was dealing with that, bro. Yeah, for sure. Like, yeah. that was some ego and some pride that I was like, man, like, people kept saying, it's y'all money. I'm like, yeah, I get that. But mm-hmm. when it don't, when it don't reflect in my account, yeah, and it's an account together, mm-hmm. I'm like, it's different when I go work. I don't care if it's McDonald's. Like, I feel comfortable going to spend $300 when I'm at home and I just go spend $300. Mm-hmm. Now, for a woman, she, and, and y'all can tell me if I'm wrong, like, women have the exception. Like, you know, like, if the money comes into the account and I'm making it and she decides to go spend 300 and she's staying at home, that's fine. Like, ain't no, ain't no man going to be like, oh, you spending 300 bucks. That's the like, If I'm making it, cool. it. You know societal. what I'm saying? Yeah. But, if I'm staying home and taking care of this house, I feel I'm gonna get up and go spend 300. For me, I'm gonna feel some kind of way, right? Because I know, even though my this is a job, I don't look at staying home as a job. This is a privilege. Mm. You see what I'm saying? It's a privilege to be here. Mm. It's a privilege, bro. Yeah. So, but when I go work, that's what I'm like. Okay, yeah, this this ain't no privilege. I'm put. It, it ain't yeah. a privilege cutting this yard and it's hot. <laughs> and yeah, yeah. getting up under this car like that ain't no privilege that's work yeah you see what i'm saying like working on my gift staying up late going to bed late you know doing what i'm supposed to be doing in my gift like that's work yeah that's not a, i mean i get the privilege to help people but in the course of me doing that there's work on the back end that i have to do so when i go and i spend something for christmas i'm like okay i feel so much better when i swipe that card knowing i work mm-hmm like, I feel so much better, but because that's because we had a conversation and I, and, and listen, this is, and this, this is a key for every man that's listening and get your husbands and fiancés to listen. A conversation that me and my wife had to where I told her straight up, I'm going to be so transparent. I went to my wife and I said, honey, um, we had a situation going on and I was just like, I need to go get a second job. And she instantly, because we we know our value is family. Mm. My mom was on working. Her thing was on who going to take care of the family if you working. Mm. Because you already got a nine to five. Now you saying you need to take on another one, which is going to take you from what? The family, which is something that we value. Mm. And I was trying to explain to something to her that she was never going to understand. Why? Because she's not a man. This is why I say iron sharpens iron. I can talk to every man about the situation. He'll be like, man, I definitely understand that. Talk to a woman, she'll be like, uh, yeah, I see it. But like, no, when I explained it to her, she she listened and then she understood by be listening, saying, hey, you know what? I'm not against you getting a second job, but let's try to figure something out because I really don't want you to get that second job. But because of the situation, I understand Mm-hmm. how you feel that you need to go get it because she's already the breadwinner and when you a salary person and i'm a salary person the only person who can bring extra money in is the person that can go do something that's not salary mm-hmm. which is me you in the military you can't go bring nothing extra in so when i said hey this is what i want to go do she was like i don't quite understand it but i i agree that this is what you need to do so i can't she won't feel some kind of way versus me just doing it and she thinking oh he just, his, he valuing the money. It's like, no, I need to go do this because I'm trying to help on the back end that helps us. But we had that conversation and I was like, man, that was a game changer. 
Because normally I didn't want to have a conversation. I'll just be like, man, I'm just going to go do it. I don't feel some kind of way. But like you said, I felt some kind of way and I had the conversation, bro. Okay. Yeah, I, I, I appreciate that. Definitely conversation is 100% necessary. That's for sure. Yeah. That's for and, sure. I mean, because it, it was a tight, it's a tight, it's a tight situation around here about that. Because tell her, bro. Tell because her. It's, it's like, okay, hold on. Is, is this, is this how it's going to go for life? Oh, mm-hmm. you know, what, what we, what we doing? You know? So yeah, I, I definitely, definitely, definitely respect that for sure. Definitely got to, you know, get that together. Hey, Will, I saw something in the comments. Uh, people say it's not about church people. It's about God's principles. Um, we was talking about, you know, being married, not shacking up. This is what I want everybody to understand. Everybody doesn't, everybody doesn't rock with God like that. You know what I'm saying? And everybody doesn't follow God's principles. And I just want to make that clear because I think a lot of people assume that everybody follows God, follows Jesus Christ, follows whoever they follow. And you can't impose what you follow on everybody else. That's just real, right? What if a person that what if a person don't believe in God? I'm not saying that God's principles is void or obsolete, but what if a person don't believe in God and that's the way we come at people? You got to meet people where they are. You know what I'm saying? And I know sometimes we can get on here and we have a lot of fun. We talk and we just being raw and open. There is so much to marriage than people know. And one thing that I would never do is take advice from somebody that ain't been married or if they got divorced. You can't tell me nothing about marriage because I'm currently still married and been married for quite a long time. And so following the principles of God when it comes to marriage, if that works for you, that works for you. But I've seen some people who don't believe in God and have very successful marriages. What do we say to those people? Mm. And I'm just being honest. I'm just asking real questions right now. There are people that don't follow God's principles and they have very successful marriage and there's people who follow God's principles and they're divorced. Wow. So God's principles are great, but we can't impose them on everybody. This Mm. is coming from a person that was a pastor, still carries the title, right? I've watched how this stuff works. I've been in this situation. I've seen how church people do stuff. It's not about how it's not about the principles of God. It's about how people deliver the principles of God. Come on, it's a big difference. And, and living it, and living, walking it. it out, because people think just being able to speak the principles of God qualifies them. No, your lifestyle qualifies you. Yep. You see mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And for us on here as men, we don't really have platforms to talk about these things. Women dominate the conversation nine percent of the time. Men are hardly ever heard. And so for us to have a platform and really pour out and share our real, our, our real internal like feelings about and emotions about some of these things, it needs to be heard. Yeah. Marriage is not for everybody because everybody's not ready for marriage. Everybody's not built for it. So for those who may not want to be married, what do they do? I want to ask some questions. What do people do that don't want it? Because Paul wasn't married. Right. Jesus wasn't he was married. one of the greatest disciples. He wasn't married. Jesus, Jesus himself married. was not married. Oh, my bad. Right. That's all good. Well, you know, I just got to throw some stuff out there. Paul like wasn't married. Now, 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 if we take David, for example, David was married, but David cheated on his wife. He was a man after God's own heart. Hey, hey Corey, I got a question for you. I got a question. What's up? Okay. How do you know if you want to, how do you know if you're ready to be married? 
What if you want to be married, but how do you know if you're ready to be married? You stop being that's a great That's a great question. So <laughs> you're going to have to really become, no, I'm saying, you're going to have to really become intimate with yourself and ask yep. yourself, what is it about marriage that I want? Why do I want to be married? If you can answer that question honestly and then say, why don't I want to be married? And ask that question, and then you, you weigh these things out. Because a lot of people get foundational of what the Bible says. You know what I mean? But if that's not how you move, then what do you go off of? Right? So I would say to you and anybody that's out there that's like, well, how do I know if I want to be married? How do I know I'm not being forced into marriage? Yeah. What, what do I really want? This is how I knew I wanted to be married. And I'll share my experience because it may, it may vary for other people. I knew I wanted to be married based on this. One, my daughter said to me, Daddy, why is my last name different from you, yours? Mm. I mean, different from mommy's. Got me start thinking. Then I said, that's a great question. How do I explain this to her? Then I said, you know what? I'm with this woman. I love this woman sincerely. I'm not going nowhere. Why not marry her? She makes me a better person. And I said, I want to be responsible for my family. I want a family dynamic. I want to really take control of my household and have the family that I never got a chance to grow up in. It was a, it was a real conversation I had with myself. And at that point, I knew I wanted to be married. I told you, the church pushed marriage on me. Oh, you got a baby. You need to get married now. You're lying. I'm not. Yeah. Because what happened is I'll marry somebody that I really may not want to be with. Mm-hmm. And I'm married based on what you said. Then I get divorced. Then you're talking about me behind my back. AKA Jezebel. Mm-mm, Come on. Mm-mm, mm-mm, mm-mm. So don't say that. This is, <laughs> so this is what I'm saying. <laughs> I believe marriage can be a beautiful thing, but I also don't believe in people who ain't been married and who have been married and divorced. Tell me about how to be married. Cause if you can tell me how to be married, you should, you should still successfully be married. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And so I learned to quit listening to everybody. I learned to, um, stop allowing the church to push stuff on me. And the Bible says what it says. I love you, Corey. Right? I love it, huh? The Bible says you, what it says, right? Now, I, I, I don't dispute the Bible and what it says, but I know what I believe about the Bible. I've read it multiple times. I've lived it. I've taught it to other people. Thousands of people I've taught the word to, the way God told me to teach it. Some people push their own convictions on you. Yeah. Mm. And limitations. Oh, and they limitations. They yeah. push them on you. Came from. And so <laughs> what I would say, Ken, is, is what I would say to you as man and anybody that's listening. If you're battling and you're asking yourself this question, do I really want to be married? If you have to continue to ask yourself that, you may not want to be married. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You may not want that. Yeah. Because the responsibility that comes with marriage. And what I don't like is a lot of married couples get on here lying and capping about how great marriage is. I'm out. They don't. They don't tell you the. They don't tell you the process of marriage. No, listen. To they don't really tell serious. you the process yeah. of what marriage really is. Marriage is more than your ceremony. Marriage is more than your reception. Mm. That that's not even marriage. Marriage don't start when you say I do. Mm-mm. It starts after that. Um, that's it. I'm done. It starts. It starts with a. It starts when there's a beef. It starts when there's an argument. It starts when there is, 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 is a storm going on in the home. That's when marriage really starts. It don't start when you say, I do, and you put the ring on the finger. Yeah. 20 years I've been with my wife. 20. Mm. I got married at 83. 19, 19, 19, 19, 19, 19, 19, 19, 19, 19, 19, 
I got married at 24 years old. Oh, me too. We're the same age. You just and, 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 and I've been I've been really holding down my responsibility. It's been hard. Yeah. And I and I did it the way I didn't do it. I didn't come into my marriage the way people say. Well, God say the principles say do it. I didn't come That's in true. that way. But yeah. I can tell you this: I had a very, I have a very successful marriage. Yeah. 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 Listen, you don't have to start off the way people tell you to start off. But if you can finish the way God tells you to finish, that's what matters. Yeah, yeah, that's good, Corey. I think he said something that people miss. And I think what he said was don't allow other people to come in your marriage or to come in your conversations or to come in your, your relationship. Because there's one time that people get to say this. There's one time when they say anybody do not agree with these two being together. This is your moment to say something. And when they don't say nothing, that means you don't supposed to say nothing at all afterwards. What's up, Corey? Really, that's not biblical. They shouldn't ask, they shouldn't put your marriage in the hands of the congregation. That's wrong. That should never be asked because it wasn't asked in the Bible when they got married. But if we're going to talk Bible, let's follow yeah. all the way through. I'm got done. you. Got you. So, because, because you know, people don't, they, they don't want to say nothing. It gets silent. Like you rarely hear somebody at that wedding point, be like, oh, I got something. I don't think they should be together. They'll never say nothing. But then how is it that all of a sudden afterwards you got all this stuff to say when you had your moment to say it? So I just I just wanted to follow up with that, man, because I just know, like Corey said, like everybody don't fall into how, you know, the principles of, you know, getting married and it's the responsibility. Like how you know is really you just stop being selfish. Like you stop being selfish and say, like, am I ready to take on responsibility? Like it's it's other questions that go along with that when you ask, am I ready to be married? Now you got to follow up with, okay, do I take care of my responsibilities? You know, am I still selfish? Am I bitter? Am I still, do I still have triggers that, you know, I know that she don't know about? You know, like, like do I still deal with my, you know, my myself for being selfish? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, do I do I have the patience that she needs me to have? Like, it's a lot of questions that go on after that that we don't ask. We just look at the main thing. And one thing that I want to help everybody else with that, that's been helping me is I know it's a lot of information. And for men, when, when women are speaking, they can go into like five different subjects. Oh, oh my God. And you only can pick up one. But if you don't, if you try to eat the whole elephant at one time, you, I'd be like, she didn't say something. I'd be like, okay, this is what I heard. What do you mean by that? And then she look at me crazy, but I, I, I need you to explain that because if not, I'm going to go way left. Yeah, I'm going to go way left. So they know how to do that because that's just being who they are, but mm -hmm. we can't process it as fast as they saying it. So we got to say, hey, like when you ask me, Am I like, are we ready for marriage? I got to go back and say, okay, am I ready for these things? Because they're going to pop up. But see, these, these are, ahead, but, but these are some of the conversations that need to be had because facts. If you, when, um, if you think, man, no, it's, it's hard true. work. It's hard work does not encapsulate what we, we are discussing right now. I don't know. You know what I mean? So, how many brothers are out there who got married? Right. I mean, hell, I had the experience. I mean, Corey, you remember we went to TLU. I thought I loved football. I'm, I mean, I thought, I, man, look, I'm going to the league. I'm drink this protein shake. <laughs> you know what I mean? Give me the then shot. We go, then we go to college. 
5 a.m. get ups, two a days. No, no real, no Friday night light type, uh, you know, man, do I, do I still, I didn't know what it took to play football on that level. So how do you know what it takes before you get there until you get there? And it's like, oh, these are 5 a.m. get ups. These are tour days. You know what I mean? Uh, you know, there's some real live issues going on, like the depth chart. Politics and football, mm-hmm. I, man. You know, I I just come from high school. You know, I thought it was like this. I just want to get my letterman in, you know, ball out, and you know. So that's what I'm trying to figure out for myself. Honestly, I know I want to be married for sure. I know I want to be married to my fiance, but there are some issues that I faced that nobody prepared me for. Nobody mm-hmm. communicated, and I've. Mm-hmm. I, I have I went to my uh, my pops and my uncle and I'm like, hey, hold on, man. Why you didn't? Hey, you didn't. Hey, hey, I said it was hard work. Nah, nah, that's different though. Yeah, it's, right. it's different. You told me it was hard work. I know. Yeah, I get it's hard work. Lifting weights and running every day is hard work. This ain't that. This is different. This is yeah. some some completely different, bro. Like nobody tells you. Even when you have a kid, the emotional toll that it takes on on your lady. Yeah, they, they don't tell you about they don't tell you about the late nights, the crying out of nowhere, the like screaming at you like like you did postpartum depression, all Man, that, all of that, bro, make you feel like you crazy. Like, oh, maybe I'm not. You know, did I do? I thought I didn't make. You know, nobody prepares you for any of that. And then and then what's bad about it on the back end? The next dude asks me, "Hey, Ken." Say, man, uh, I'm, you know, I want to be married. You know, what you think? Hard work. <laughs> right, right. Hard you work. know what I'm saying? Right. How, how do I, why, why am I going, man, we need more information. We need more what... information. We need, man, we have so, we need more people that are open and honest. And you don't have to tell all your business. I understand that and I respect that. But give some brothers some real, something real to, that they can Not hold just, on to. Yeah. So Give us substance. Yeah, yeah right. so we can yeah. know. So we can know, hey, you know what? Man, I'm not ready for, if it is that, I'm not ready for marriage right now. Yeah. I got to do some work on myself. There you go. I don't, I'm know, not comfortable being vulnerable. Because right. think of the hell that, think of the hell that I'm, that I put my fiance through while I try to figure out how to be vulnerable, how to, and still, how to be emotional. How many times brothers, in, well, you don't, you don't hug me enough. You don't, you know, you don't, bro. It's, it's so many different because and, and one of the things that I was looking at on social media, I cannot remember her name and I apologize about that, but she made a, a solid point. When you get married to somebody, it's a big undertaking. Somebody's spending their life with you. They're putting their life on the line with you through until they die. And also, if you want to be monogamous, that person is leaning on you in that area for life. Are you willing to take all of that on. And I think most people, I think saying married is like saying, I want to play football. It's not really explaining the dedication, the hard work, the the losses and feeling like this or that. It doesn't really, and we have to do a better job. And myself, I'm still learning to properly understand what marriage actually is, as opposed to just something on the TV. Like you said, it's not the wedding. It's not the reception. 
and all of that kind of stuff. Because a lot of us come from broken homes. We never saw mm-hmm. marriage. We yep. didn't see marriage. So my what I when when I looked at marriage, I was looking at Fresh Prince, Family Matters, mm-hmm. uh, you know, Cosby's. Yeah, Cosby's. I, 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 man, you know, hey, uh, Claire was fine. But anyway, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> 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 no, but yeah. I mean, we we really trying to figure this thing out, man. I appreciate you, brothers, for being honest because mm-hmm. I'm sure even if we reach one person, that person needed to hear the different perspectives because because we all actually do something different, have different types of relationships, and are, and are playing different roles within our relationships. And you said something to you, like, there's need to be more information. I'm going to say this and I'm done, right? The reason there's not a lot of information is because nobody can really tell you how to operate. Nobody can prepare you for it. The only thing that can prepare you for marriage, one, dating prepares you. So the dating, but yeah, dating prepares you. Marriage molds you. I'm going to say that again. Yeah, that's good, Corey. Dating prepares you, but marriage shapes and molds you. That's good. And so people really can't tell you how you should operate in your marriage and what you should do in your marriage because it differs for everybody, right? If we ask people who were married, got divorced, they would tell you one thing. We ask people who are married and, you know, successfully married, they would tell you something different. It's going to vary. That's why I feel like courting and dating is key, Mm -hmm. right? Knowing this person, figuring out their deepest, darkest secrets, really building that relationship with these individuals. Once you do that, that process, that's a process that prepares you. When you get into the marriage and say, I do, that's when you're going to learn how to be a husband. That's when you're going to learn how to be a wife. Mm Because I'm going to tell you right now, just getting a title at the altar does not automatically qualify you as a wife or a husband. You're not wife or husband material because you got the title. You become wife or husband material when you prove yourself to be wife or husband material in the midst of the storms when stuff hitting the fan. To yourself. How do you act? To yourself, right? Yep. Now, I got I to gotta appease my church people. The Proverbs 31 woman. If a person don't know what a Proverbs 31 woman is, don't tell them to be something that they are unfamiliar with. It's about giving real information. Mm-hmm. Instead of telling them to be a Proverbs 31 woman, show them how to be one. Because there's too many people telling people how to be a Proverbs 31 woman and a husband, but they're not showing people how to be it. And that's where we go wrong, right? We give out information, but we don't show what we're giving out. We just talking at the mouth, right? So anybody that's married, I'm gonna tell you this, or, or, or looking to get married, take your time. <laughs> yeah. Date, no, listen, date yeah. yourself, become intimate with yourself because it does no good to know your partner, but you don't know who you are. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. So you really got that question. Would I date myself? Shoot. Would I date myself? Like I really would. become intimate with yourself. Know who you are. Know what your pain points are. Know what your triggers are. That way, when you get married, you can disseminate this information, pass it along to your spouse. That way they can know I don't touch this area or this area of his life is too sensitive. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? They're working on some stuff. And then it also gives them this mindset uh, because some stuff come out later on. But I think if you start telling these things when you're dating, it actually gives people an opportunity to say if they want to move forward with you or not. Yeah. Yeah. Don't be Prince Charming in the in, in the dating and then you become Beauty and the Beast when you get married. Yeah. Don't do that. Man, the only thing I would add to that is just for for my personal experience is go to counseling. I don't 
I don't mean counseling like marriage counseling. I'm saying for yourself, because I, just speaking from experience, had trauma that I didn't even know I had. I sat in counseling. The counselor asked me a question nobody ever asked me. Immediately started crying. Hmm. Didn't even know I had an issue with it. It's 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 real. Uh, it's really important, man, that we go to counseling and work on ourselves, man. Really important. Absolutely. Yep. No, y'all. So that's facts, go ahead, man. Will. No, I'm saying that's facts, man. I I, just, I was picking off what you were saying, Corey. Like, I, I think that kind of evolves back to that question where you said, you know, how how do I know I'm ready to be married? Is when you can honestly say that you're ready to that you have dated yourself to know that you, that you, you know what I'm saying? Like there was times where I wouldn't date me. Mm-hmm. So how am I expecting and have standards for someone to be with me when I won't even date myself? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like I've, I've never really had to ask myself that question because things was moving so long for me. I was like, I never dealt with the fact that, you know, y'all know my story. The fact that I was molested, I never dealt with it. So now I'm about to spend the rest of my life with somebody that may never know if I don't expose that thing. Cause sometimes marriage exposes things that you don't talk about. Yeah, for sure. So if you don't talk about it, it's like get ready for it to be exposed. So ask yourself that question. Like, Hey, if I'm ready to be married, am I ready to expose these deep, dark secrets that I do behind closed doors that she may never know what I used to do? Mm-hmm. Like, or he may never know I used to say, like, am I ready to expose them things? Yeah. Like those are questions that I didn't really ponder that I should have because now I'm seeing it like, man, like I had to expose some things because you just don't go cold. Like, listen, man, people don't get ugly when you get married. Hmm. And you know, I played basketball, bro. I played basketball since the age I was three. That's all I knew. Like, so I'm living a lifestyle of what basketball provides and do, you know, everybody like you got groupies and all that stuff. Like, I understand that. So when you with somebody, they think that's attached to you. So they already, like, I'm already in the door. Like, oh yeah, you got this person, you know, that person. It was like, well, dog, like that, you just don't go cold turkey. Like you don't get married next week. And then all of a sudden, if you were smoking, you know, 10 boxes a day, now you got married, you about to go to smoking none. Like, no, you still gonna smoke. Yeah. <laughs> like, you smoking nine versus 10 is a big difference. Mm-hmm. You know? So it, it's, it's those things that, like I said, that, that will expose that you may not talk about, but just get ready for those things to be talked about at some point. Like, somewhere you won't have to talk about it. Because there's things that I put on my wife and vice versa. Like there's things that I was doing that she picked up from what I was doing mm-hmm. and vice versa. Just like watching kids all over again. Like everything we do is a learned behavior. So when people tell you those learned behaviors, like, you know what I'm saying? Like I learned from Corey, of course, Mary, he learned from mine, learned from Will's. Like we all piggyback off of each other, but we also come back to say, hey, what is, where did that come from? Where does it stem from? Like, why are you really feeling that way? Because we created a safe space for us. Like, everybody don't have it. But I, I'm guarantee you, if you create it, you can have it. As they say, if you build it, it will come. But if you don't ain't building it, how you expect it to come? Like, we built these relationships to where I can go to Corey about anything. 
I can go to will about anything and not think twice. Like I don't like if I mess up or do something that doesn't I feel convicted or whatever, I'm going straight to them. No point intended. Straight up. Mm. And the fact that you connected to it and you have it and you don't use it, that's what we don't do. Like we go to people that don't give us what we need and we're asking them for a reason. Like, think about it. I'm not going to come to you and ask you for money if I know you don't have it. Mm. I'm only going to come to you and ask you for something I know you have. <laughs> like you got like I'm like hey hey, hey Corey, my boy he with Les Brown I know he got nuggets if I call hey bro <laughs> hey hey Corey, I know you got some nuggets bro now, you know what I'm saying but I won't come to him if I know he don't have it you see what I'm saying so there are people that we know have it we just have to move our feelings our pride our ego whatever it is out of the way and say hey bro I'm dealing with this you know what I'm saying because as the Bible say, there's nothing new under the sun. Anything we're doing ain't different. The only thing that we're doing, we're just operating in, in a different perspective. But how we're acting, we all act the same. It's just our perspectives are different. Yeah, it's true. That's true. The only thing I, I would say, bro, you you know, like I said, as I go through this journey, man, I'm, I'm getting more, uh, man, when I had my son, when I had my son, he, he reminded me of who I used to be as, as a kid, like the purity of it, the, the laughter with without regard for who's looking or, you know, just the, the zeal and the, uh, man, that's the best word I can use is the purity of it. Um, it's, it's definitely a pruning process. Um, and if I'm honest, man, you know, with doing the work, the, the reason I'm telling people to do the work before you get married is because there are times I feel like I'm doing my fiance a disservice because I'm not who I'm supposed to be or a, a better version of myself, if that makes any sense. Mm -hmm. So if I had done the work on myself before, then I would be a better version of myself for her. And, and it should be that way, vice versa, you know? So I, the reason I'm telling everybody to do counseling first to get yourself together so you can come to the relationship in your best form. And I'm not saying it's gonna be perfect. I mean, two different people, two different backgrounds, different, you know, everything coming together in the household, it's gonna be conflict. But if you do the work on yourself beforehand, then when you come together with that person, y'all can work on it in a healthy way and y'all both know who you are. And like what Corey was saying, to disseminate, how can you disseminate information about yourself if you don't know yourself first, mm, there you go. How can I explain to you what my triggers are? How can I explain to you um, why specifically I prefer shoes this way or mm -hmm. this that way? Because and that's an idiosyncrasy. Everybody you date is going to have those little things that they have. But if yeah. you haven't done the work on yourself to know why you prefer it that way and how it impacts you, you cannot explain it to anybody else. So that's yeah, good, bro. I'm gonna answer this question that I seen. It says, would you say a wife is wife material before actual getting a certificate? Because I hear a lot of men saying that she's wife material. And that kind of goes back to saying what I said earlier. And can I can't speak for every man. Uh, can you repeat that question one more time? Basically, it's saying, can can a man 
say like she's wife material mm-hmm. and because she hears saying like um i hear a man saying she's wife material like so basically how do you get a certificate from us to say that she's wife material so for, from my perspective mm-hmm. i said it's kind of go back to what i said earlier for me to say someone is wife material i'm only saying that based off the values that i have right right so if i look at how she moving mm-hmm. i'm like yeah she wife material yeah and i can say that even if i ain't right like I, I can I can spot it out even if I ain't right. You know how I did that? Ask my wife. Mm-hmm. I knew she was wife material before I I wasn't even right when I met her. <laughs> like I wasn't even good. Yeah. Meaning I was 24 years old. I was still in college, a sophomore. No, I was a junior. I was a senior. I don't know how old I was. But <laughs> I was 20, I was 24, I was a, a junior going into my senior year. She already had a career. I can see how she was moving. I was still trying to figure out who the heck I was. Yeah, yeah. I ain't had no job. I keep I keep telling people my story where I came in with child support and student loans. That's all I had. I couldn't even take out to eat. Hmm. So, but I was able to still spot out women that was wife material. Yeah. Because how they was moving, how they was operating and how like they value what I value. I can tell that she valued family. I can tell she valued you know, herself. Mm-hmm. I can tell the things that she was valuing, how she was operating. So by doing that, I can be like, okay. Yeah. Like, you know, it's, it's certain values that, that'll say, that a man would be like, yep, I can, I can rock with that. But then there's other values. They'd be like, I can rock with that, but I'm gonna try to change that. Like, yeah. I'm gonna try to, I'm gonna try to make her be this when I know she ain't that, mm-hmm. but I'm gonna try to make her be this. And that's where you go wrong because she's not going to add up with your values. So to answer that question, I would say that. And like she said, have your non-negotiables. Yeah, I think uh, when you look at the one of the initial things that you said, you know, that's your your choice, your preference, your perspective on, you know, what a wife is. So when you see men collectively get together and say that she's wife material, they're all saying it but they're saying it for different reasons. And, and so I want to make sure that, uh, because it sounds, that this is a young lady that asked that question. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so when you see men get together and say she's wife material, just know that everybody has their own, because I mean, for example, I mean, this is, I mean, Kanye West and Kim Kardashian. Kim, Kanye West thinks that Kim Kardashian is wife material. Not for, not I don't, hmm. but, you probably could see a timeline or some kind of conversation about how she is on one side and another group of men feels that she's not. But these are all based on what you, like you said, what you value. Mm-hmm. You know, if you value family, you know, uh, a, a woman that's just all about her career and could care less about family, she's never home. That particular man that values family would not say that she's wife material. Yeah. You know, and it's going to be nice. different for everybody. It's going to be different for everybody. Yeah. So she followed up, she said, would you say you were husband material when I got married? I'm gonna be honest, I wasn't. Mm-hmm. I, like, I wasn't, but this is the funny thing about it. This is this is how you know someone is your helpmate. Because even though I didn't feel, because I had so much baggage and so much going on, that I was husband material, the fact that our values lined up 
she was able to see that I was husband material. Hmm. You see what I'm saying? Like my wife was like, yeah, I, you got financial aid. Yeah, you got, you got this going on. Yeah, you still in college. But she said, I see something in you that you don't see in yourself. Mm. And I was like, whoa, wait a minute. Ain't nobody nobody told me that. Yeah. yeah. You know what I'm saying? Which meaning she was willing to deal with my mess and still be with me mm. in the course of me going through my mess. Yeah. That takes somebody to say, hey, you know what? I see not potential. I see something in you that I'm willing to go through it with you to bring it out of you. Mm. Like I, it was gonna take somebody to say, hey, I had been lying for like 13 years. I mean, I would lie about stupid stuff, like just simple, mm-hmm. just simple. But the fact that she was like, nope, you gonna tell me the truth. We gonna talk about it we gonna move on. We gonna keep being together because I know I'm able to handle it. I was, I didn't tell the truth because I thought she wasn't gonna be able to handle it because guess what? Everybody else before her couldn't handle it. Yeah. But she was like, nope. I can handle it. So I need you to bring that to me. And we're going to focus on you telling the truth about stuff you ain't got to lie about. So I knew I wasn't, I knew that I wasn't material, but she seen that I was and pulled that out of me because she went through it with me. I'm like, Ooh, to be honest, man, I've never met anybody. I've never heard anybody say that they were marriage material or, you know, uh, I've never heard anybody say, yeah, I knew I was husband material. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Wow. I mean, you, you're not gonna get that from a man. You, yeah, you, you know, you, you, that, we, we, we not looking, we not looking to get married. Right. That's not at the forefront. Of our yeah, life. that's not our forefront. Yeah. But you know, we do want to spend our life with somebody. You know what I'm saying? Like, I want, yeah. I want to die old by myself. Right. But at the same time, like I said, I'm not. You know, I didn't wake up when I was a teenager. Like, man, you know what? I can't wait to get a wife because, man, this, it's the like, no, nah, I wasn't doing it. Yeah, that's but, but but I mean, and that's what it comes down to, man. Like I said, it's it's levels to this. Like I said, bro, we here to answer any questions, concerns. Like that's why I love this my squad, man. I I just love being with me, and it's just like, hey, this is what it's gonna take. Like this is breaking the barrier, and the fact that we all in different, you know, lanes, but Mm -hmm. all can come together, and just provide a safe space for people to, you know, probably ask questions or stuff that they may not want to, you know, really. Yeah. Yeah. Jump, like step out. Like this, this all this is like, if I don't help nobody for me stepping out, what am I doing? Yeah. Like I have a lot of young men that I'm mentoring. That's like, bro, like, how are you doing this? Mm-hmm. Like you raising four women mm-hmm. on top of your wife. Like, like, how are you able to still keep, the masculinity and like, you know what I'm saying? Like still be, mm-hmm. you know, cause at times I like these girls, they be, whoo. Yeah. I they be having know. me dress up in everything. Like, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> they doing the tea parties. Like, hey, y'all say what you want. Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? Hey, but it's those moments. It's those moments. They're going to be like, all right. I remember daddy used to dress up. Let me go buy him this yacht. Appreciate you, baby. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> you looking out for daddy. You know what I'm saying? But like to this day, I look at my girls, like I can already see. I ain't never got to worry about nothing when I get old. Man. Like they gonna they gonna fight. They gonna be like, no, like daddy come to stay with me. Like, nah, I don't know. What. <laughs> hey, I'm talking about we gonna we gonna get a house up and just travel to different houses <laughs> every every three months. We going to different houses. Yeah, man, it's uh it's definitely necessary for everybody um, to be honest with who you are. You know, you don't wanna you wanna if 
you want to be with somebody you can actually be yourself with. That's the I mean, hardest thing to do. And, and I don't mean be yourself like, I like chocolate ice cream. Okay, cool. You know, I can rock with that. Now I'm saying like all of your idiosyncrasies because it's going to come out. Exposed. It's going to be exposed. So just start out and be confident. And it, I'm, maybe for some people that's easier said than done. So I respect that. But you want to work on uh, being confident in who you are and making sure that you let the other person know who you are and be your authentic self. Yeah. You want to be your authentic self because you don't want to get five years, 10, 15 years into something. And then you say, hey, you know, I, I'm not really feeling this. You know, I hate life because this is not who I am, you know, and bail, you know, you, you want to know, you want to know yourself and know who you are before you enter something like that. Because when you, the way I, the way I take being married it, it is it's a, it's a legitimate life commitment. And this person is taking their life and putting it in my hands, so to speak. The way that she moves through our life is going to be dependent on how I move through life. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I got two questions I want to go ahead and answer if, if Corey okay with it. If Corey got some time. Corey, you see you see these questions? I got I'm gonna let you answer one, I answer one, or we can just get dive in if you if you got time, bro. You on mute. I, I, you on mute, bro. I haven't seen the question, but I'm open to answer what they have. So all right. So one, I think this this is your line. You you good at this, Corey. It says, What would you tell a man who knows he's found his wife? but doesn't have the confidence to take the leap of faith because of his past heartache. So what, what would I tell a man who found his wife, but he will not take a leap due to past heartache? Yeah, he won't take a leap of faith because his past heartache. He don't have the confidence to. Okay. So my, I guess my response to that would be, how can a man know that he found his wife if he hasn't properly healed in that area, he was broken. Dang it. So <laughs> I feel like, I feel like there's a healing process that has to take place before a man can say, I found my wife. Because if he's broken in the area of relationship, yeah. then he's going to have a tainted view on what a wife is. Ooh. So there's going to have to be, and, and if, and, and that's why I say this because if he was healed in that area, he wouldn't have no problem taking that leap of faith. But the trauma of what he experienced in that relationship, if that's the case, is preventing him from actually following up, following through, and making whoever it is his wife. There's some hesitation there because there's an unresolved issue there. Mm -hmm. So once he resolves that issue and he actually heals in that issue, heals that issue the proper way, then he can see clearly say, this is wife material. Or this is my wife. I'm going to take that leap. So that's what I would say to that individual. Say, can, you, can you repeat that question? I want to make sure I fully understand this. All point. right. So it says, it says, would you, what would you tell a man who know he's found his wife, but doesn't have the confidence to take the leap of faith because of his past heartache? <laughs> so what, what would you say, Corey? Do you think that, um, do you think that him lacking confidence is is something trying to, I guess, reveal itself, and that's why he's not comfortable doing that? 
No, he just said it. He need to heal. Yeah, like, there's a there's a healing that needs to take place. Yeah, that has yet to take place. There's an unresolved underlying issue mm-hmm. internally that he's dealing with, and that issue stems from the trauma of any type of relationship that he probably Thanks. just got out of. And so it's going to be hard for that individual because when, when that person asks a question, he knows that he found his wife. My question to you is, what has he shown that indicated to you that he know that he found his wife? Mm-hmm. Because yeah. there has to be something that he's done to show or indicate that you are the one, right? And like I said, it's going to be hard for a person to clearly identify what this wife is if he's still broken and hurt in that in that arena. Yeah. Now I'm not saying that he can't notice certain yeah. things. Maybe there are some qualities about you that he probably lacked in that last relationship. Now they're mm-hmm. saying this is why I want it. This is why you are. I know I found my wife. Yeah. But again, regardless if he found you and, and, and he feels like you're the wife, that, if he's not healed, it's going to come out in this new marriage. I suppose. I suppose. You know what I'm saying? It's going, to, it's going to surface. It's going to show his ugly face. And the last thing we want to do is have past trauma dominate a new thing. Mm, come on, bro. Have past trauma dominate a new season, a new covenant. That's not how they're supposed to go. So I would say heal first. Because mm-hmm. as bad as both of us want this, and we want to come together as one and be one union with one another um, under under God's covenant, I need you to properly heal. Don't rush your healing process, because if you speed through that healing process, there's going to be some things that are missed again that will surface in your marriage, and you want to go into the marriage clear, clean, yeah. without yeah. any baggage of or any hurt from past traumatic experience with your spouse. It's not fair Thanks. to you. And it's not fair to your relationship and it sets your marriage up for failure if you go into it without the proper healing. That's what I would say to that individual. Yeah, we got one more. We got one more. And um, man, this is good. I think I think I'm gonna tell Will, man, next Wednesday, we just need to just answer questions. Yeah. I just answer questions, bro. It's, it's the last Wednesday of the year. Just dive into the questions. All right, so the one says, what is something you think women should understand about men before getting married? or some men feel that women should understand. Um, so my take on that one is listen to understand. Like when I like, oh, I'm saying listen to understand is when I come to you and I know I'm having a vulnerable moment, like don't beat me up for doing something I've given you the right and access to that I'm allowed to do with you. Like if I'm if I'm able to come to you and say what I'm dealing with, even if it makes you feel some kind of way, like don't blow up at me. Because then it's I won't feel comfortable coming to you ever again about that. Yeah. And and I should. I, I like this is a space to where it's like, hey, like I, I want to tell you, hey, I'm like, look, baby, like I'm dealing with this. Like I had a I had a rough day today. Like I went to the mall and just like this girl get like she was trying to talk to me and like I want to be able to have a conversation that's uncomfortable that you may be like you know but then like don't blow up at me because I've you know like listen to understand that's that, that's one thing I would say you know I think that's the that's the the key component for like I said for me I think for men in general just because we we are logical thinkers mm-hmm. we are logical thinkers like sometimes I have to like put stuff in a logical way for me to get it. <laughs> like, you know, 
I'd be ready to like pop off and she would like, oh yeah, go ahead and pop off. Go ahead and do what you're gonna do. Now who gonna who gonna go pick up Jada at seven o'clock? I'd be like, oh, I guess I can't do that then. You know what I'm saying? Cause it's like, I'm a logical thinker. So it's just like, that's that's just how I, I'm able to understand it. Yeah. So, you know, and that's how I, I give it off to her too. Like she like, you always give me logical, that, that's how I understand it. So if I listen, if you listen to understand, it helps you know, me have moments to create with you to like, hey, you know what? Like, I feel comfortable coming to you to talk about it versus I always got to go to Corey and I got to come to, you know, Keith and just tell them stuff that I really need to be telling you. So that 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 was that was one thing I would say. What, what you would say, uh, Corey or Kendall? Kendall, you want to go or you want me to go? No, go ahead, Corey. All right, so there's two things I would add. First and foremost, a man will not speak to anyone he doesn't feel safe around. There you go. So if you feel like the communication is not there, maybe he doesn't feel safe around you. Maybe he doesn't feel safe sharing these certain things with you based on your response, your reaction um, to certain things. So a man want to feel validated. He want to feel vindicated and he want to feel appreciated. And if hey, you can't no, come, you're not, you're not, you're not gonna just sit there and say that, bro. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, people ain't taking notes. Like, bro, I, I gotta write that down. My dog on stuff. Like, you gotta repeat that, bro. My dog that. <laughs> Y'all get this for free. Y'all understand this? Y'all, this is this is free. I know, man. I said, a man really, if he doesn't feel safe, then he's not gonna open up to you. A man wanna feel validated, vindicated, and they wanna feel appreciated. And that's that's one component. Another component I will add to it is that in the <laughs> another component I want to add to it is do not have unspoken expectations for your man. You can be thinking a lot of things in your head that you want this individual to do, but we're not mind readers. Man, we really want to have that dialect, right? That dialogue has to happen, it has to be there. Yeah. Because you can have all these unspoken expectations and if we're not living up to the things that we are not familiar with or we haven't been, you know, um, brought aware. into or privy to, made aware of, then we're going to struggle in our relationship. Mm -hmm. So I would highly recommend really getting those unspoken expectations out, mm -hmm. share those things with your spouse or your significant other. That way y'all can meet in the middle because it's not fair to make somebody try to tap into your mental state to figure out what it is you want when you can easily share that information. Yeah, that's, that's what I would like. I would, I would second that. That's, that's actually what I was going to hit on because um, I think that a lot of, you don't want to assume that people should just know or understand whatever it is you got going on, whatever feelings that you have. And I, and I, I don't want to generalize women or, you know, but that's, I, I mean, I don't date men. So, that's been my experience, you know? <laughs> so, so, you know, if you have to be able to communicate what it is you need, you have to be able to communicate what it is you want. And one of the issues that I've run into um, is there's a fantasy associated with, he just does everything that I, and I didn't even have to say it. There's a fantasy associated with that, that women have to get out of their head that there's just just Prince Charming that's just gonna just do everything that you want to be done without you having to say it. But like the young lady asked earlier, do you do everything without the man having to tell you what he wants? So we have to really be introspective and look at ourselves and say, 
you know what, does he have to ask me to do certain things and then I do them and then vice versa. So that, that is, but Corey, you hit that one right on the head. That was, that was one, the main thing that I was going to bring up because, and it's, it's really about communication. It's, yeah. it's communication and knowing yourself, what your expectations are and being able to communicate those things in a healthy way so that the other person can receive it and reciprocate it. Yeah. That's good, man. Yeah, man, yeah. I think that's, uh, man, I think, yeah, next week, bro, I think we're just going to answer questions. I think I think that'd be good because I think people have a lot of questions that they want to. You yeah. know, it's cool to get on here and it's cool for us to talk and, and yeah, share bro. what we got going yeah. on. But it's time people to really want to, yeah, people want to really ask questions and whatnot. Yeah. And so I thank y'all for the ones who are asking questions. Thank yeah. y'all for the ones who have uh, stayed with us this entire time. Mm-hmm. You know, we really do this as a way to really bring y'all into our world, bring you into the mind of a man. Yeah. And this is just the male perspective, right? But again, there's not too many platforms that we have to be able to do this. Women dominate mm-hmm. majority of the platforms. Right. And so we really want y'all input. We like your feedback, you know? And, and there's some things we say on here that you may not agree with. And let me tell you this, we would never attack anyone that listens to us. Oh, yeah, um, we would never, you know, facts. we would never go out our way to make you feel less than or put you down, you know, but we do speak our truth and we hold true to who we are. Right. We have to be authentic to our core, because if not, if you don't know who you are, people will tell you who to become. Mm. And that's one thing that we're not going to allow happen. Right. We, we know who we are. We've, we've gone through the process and we've studied ourselves enough to be able to get on this platform to share these things with you. So ask those questions, because I'm an open book. Whatever you want to know about me. And I'm speaking for me, not Kenneth or, 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 or Willie. I'm right with you, bro. You already know. But I'm an open book. And if you want to know something about me. I don't have a problem sharing it because it's in my testimony. It's in my my process where you can probably find and identify your own story. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? And, and what I love to say is the process tells the story. Success says I earned it. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah, that's... I just thank y'all for that's, that's listening, man. Like I said, we... um. We just really just trying to make a difference. And the only way we can do that is to be our authentic selves and not focus on, you know, the things that we can't change. Like I can't change the fact I've molested, been locked up and all that stuff. I can't change none of that, but I can tell you how it made me a better person and to really deal with myself and to who I've become. And um, so that's why we always on here, man. And consistently, so I think next week, um, I said, we, we, we're going to make sure that, you know, anybody, any questions that you have leading up to next week, write them down because we're going to go into them and we're going to make sure that we bring in the best value to situations, to problems. And like I said, this this what we do. Like Corey is certified. I'm certified. We'll like all of us are certified to do what we do and, and not feel like we boasting about it. Like this is something that, you know, is needed as as. Hey, hey. Go ahead, bro. No, no, Willie. And I was gonna, I was gonna add, not even cut you off, but you're doing? talking about it. What, like, let people know what we do and how how they can find us, right? So, me personally, I'm a certified speaker. I'm Thanks. actually a, a Les Brown certified speaker. Okay, I'm a life coach. I deal with self self and personal development and mental trauma. Those are the things I specialize in. You can find me at www.coreydjones.com. It's my website. 
Um, Instagram, hashtag I am Corey D. Jones. You can find me on Facebook at Corey D. Jones. Um, you can find me on Twitter and LinkedIn. Just put my name in. If you want to work with me and you want to find yourself, find your purpose, and you're tired of spinning your wheels, let's set up a call. DM me. I'm open. Like, I'm here for you. And it's not even just about getting money. This is about helping you. I want to help introduce you to the person on the inside of you that you have yet to meet. Mm -hmm. And I want to help you unlock your gifts and stop spinning your wheels, whether that be in personal development or mental health. You're dealing with trauma. I want to help you get through that. So that's what I do. And y'all probably wonder why I love this man so much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's my friend. You know <laughs> Straight up. <laughs> <laughs> hey, so hey, so LL, that's why you see. Uh, that's why I said earlier, I'm about that life. I, I I told you the song that's playing in my head. Hey, you I see what I'm saying? I, I wish, I wish, I wish somebody. But no, nah, that's that's facts though. That's facts. You know what I'm saying? You can find me. Y'all know where to find me, man. You can find me on Instagram, Wisdom Life. You know, um, encouragement guru, man, is is what I do. We can set up calls. What I do is bring that energy and not only the energy is just being able to like he said introduce you into yourself i introduce you into the tap into somebody that you probably stop believing in which is yourself that's it like that's that's the foundation like i work on the foundation and we really dive in deep so you know um instagram linkedin all that good stuff and like i said and we we not about the money but guess what we about value which costs money so that's all we saying <laughs> hey, hey, hey listen and our gifts money is just a byproduct of our gifts for sure you know what nice. i mean it, yeah. it's not that we're chasing dollar bills but we all know that everybody got to eat you know what i'm we saying i'm gonna let ken i'm gonna let ken introduce yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, himself and who who he what he does uh my name's ken love lady uh, i'm in the transportation industry so uh my role or what i would like my role to be is to offer a different perspective um show um that we can do a multitude of things, whether in business or in life. Um, there, you know, I'm just here offering a different perspective. And I hope, I really do hope that it helps people to become better uh, versions of themselves. And it resonate with people because I know we need it. Because I, I know when I was a kid, I needed this stuff. And I want to make sure that there are young brothers and sisters out there who can have, and we're not going to have all the answers. We're all trying to figure this life thing out. Nobody's perfect, but I would like, I'm, I'm hoping that from my experiences, from our experiences that we help people improve and better their life um, and better, you know, their standards, their relationships, trying to improve community. Uh, we definitely are dealing with a lot of trauma in our community and we have to be open and honest about it. Um, and, you know, like Brother Will and Corey are saying, you know, reach out to them because we're here to help each other and build. And that's and that's what really what it's all about. Help each other and build so that we can be happy, so that we can be, uh, you know, just good people. That's it. But I'm not, you know, reach out to Corey. Reach out to, <laughs> <laughs> reach out to Will. <laughs> I know my lane. Yeah, you know, listen. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not going to let love let he downplay himself. Look, the man is an intellect. He's a reader. He, Thanks. Like, I, me and him went to school together. You know what I'm saying? Went to college together. And, um, you know, we, we grew up and matured. And, and I haven't talked to him in years. Like, it's been years. But we connected. 
and we connected like we never stopped talking when we left college, right? Those are real relationships. And I want people to know like, God puts your dreams in your imagination, your neocortex and your thalamus. For sure. He, yeah. put your, he puts your purpose in your soul. God does not make your gifts easily accessible to you. They're gifts. So what he does, he hides them in the most deepest, intimate inner parts of our being. Mm -hmm. And he causes us to go and search for them. Right. It's your job to manifest what God put on the inside of you. That requires slowing down and becoming intimate with yourself so you can be your best self. People spend their life looking for their gifts and purpose externally when it's an internal thing. Definitely. So what I want to do is I want to save you the time and the energy of wasting that energy and time looking externally outside of yourself when everything you need is on the inside of you. Right. And it's not even about motivation because motivation wears off. Mm -hmm. You need to be empowered. Motivation is a momentary thing. Once you're outside that moment, what else happens after that? If you're not empowered with the tools, equipped with the skills to be your best self, to learn how to scale your business, learn how to love yourself, then you're going to keep in this rat race. So that's what that's what I'm here to do. And I, I believe Love Lady can help you reach that level. Now, he knows this lane. He's a trucker. He has his own trucking company. He said he's in the transportation industry. But he owns his own trucking company. Like, see, you know see, what I'm see how he put that. See how he just downplayed. It's, like, it, listen, the yeah, boss, I'm just the here to get them respect. Right? Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm in boss mode, but yeah. Yeah, he's a boss. He's a boss, right? So everybody on here is a boss. I have my own LLC. Willie's working towards his. Love Lady has his stuff. Listen, we're bosses on here. We, we know what it takes. We know what we had to do to get here. And if that's you, and you're like, I'm tired of spinning my wheels. I want help. Reach out. It's here. We're here right here. So, listen, we love y'all. We thank y'all for tuning in with us. Y'all have anything else before we we uh, dismiss? Uh, I'm just ready for next week, bro. And we at church, man. You dismissing us, man. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> no, 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 no. Yeah, no, no. I, all I'm saying is, listen, y'all Y'all have a great night. Have a great holiday. Yeah, Enjoy y'all Christmas. Merry Christmas, uh, You know, spend time man. with your families. You know, 2020 is almost over. We, we've experienced a lot of loss and grief. Yeah. this year yeah. but uh you know oh speaking of that check out the podcast life with me and mrs jones we yes. got a uh, segment on Dope. we got a segment on grief Dope. and check mm -hmm. that check it out life with me Dope. and mrs jones we're on apple podcast spotify and that's life with me and mrs jones check us out mm -hmm. listen to that podcast follow us and the clubhouse is popping we on clubhouse oh yeah we on we are, we everywhere man we, we everywhere we, get we on everywhere. clubhouse we everywhere you know listen I hate that it's only for iPhone users, but I'm telling you, when they open up an Android, it's going to be it's gonna be huge. Bananas. So if it's you are an iPhone user, yes. get on there now while the numbers yes. are limited because it's going to take off. So yep. we listen, yep. we love y'all. Connect with us, rock with us. And Thanks. next time, listen, um, don't live just to exist. Live to be remembered. Be remembered. We out of here. Uh, see y'all next week. All right.